I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast, will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Blockchain technology and its application to Web3 are a new technological frontier, and we want to make sure the Money Moves audience is in the know. So welcome to Crypto School. And to keep you up to date on this fast-moving and growing sector, we have decided to bring in one of the future leaders of the Web3 space, Money Movers. It's time for Crypto School with Elon Halprin. Hi, Elon. How's it going? Good, good, good. So glad to have you back. Our first segment was fire. So now we're here to go deeper into the blockchain and Web3 world. So let's bring it on. Very excited to be here and to get more people educated about the space. Yeah. Okay. So I want to start off by answering the question of what is blockchain? I think it blows a lot of people's minds and they're really not able to like wrap their heads around this whole concept of the blockchain. How do you explain this to, let's say, your grandma? Absolutely. Yeah. And I've, I've definitely tried explaining this to my grandma before. So okay. Um, maybe not your grandma. Maybe <laughs> not your grandma. <laughs> All right. I'll give the sort of like how I like to break it down and explain it. Um, and, you know, blockchain is one of these kind of buzzwords in this space that gets thrown around a lot. So hopefully after this, you guys will have a better understanding. The way I like to think about blockchain is literally as a chain of blocks, right? Mm-hmm. So there are these blocks. And what do these blocks represent? Storage units. So you can imagine these blocks are just a a way to store data, a way Mm -hmm. to store information, and they're chained together in order. And so this is really important. Blocks are sequenced, right? If I'm block four, after me is block five, after that is block six, and it kind of goes in order. 
And it's really just this chain of data storage units uh, that is publicly accessible and available to everyone. Um, and what's really important here is that blockchain is the infrastructure engine behind Web3, behind crypto, behind a lot of aspects of the metaverse. Blockchain is the technology that's really powering all of these things. Mm. I love it. I get it. I'm literally picturing storage units linked together and, you know, they're sort of unbreakable, right? Because they're all linked. And so that gives me this. And, you know, we always talk about it. You might hear these words. It's like an irrefutable ledger. So I picture like this old guy in the olden days writing in a ledger in an accounting book um, with little glasses. But this is irrefutable. It's on it's created on the blockchain. So you can't really make mistakes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, another thing about that is that it can't really be hacked. It can't really be manipulated. Right. Because it's completely permanent. Um, and so blockchains tend to have different kinds of traits. And again, mm -hmm. blockchain is a technology. Right. It's not like one thing that we can point at. It's this technological concept mm -hmm. that powers all this stuff. So there are different kinds of blockchains. There are actually private blockchains and then there are public blockchains. Um, the public ones are really what are powering like Bitcoin and Ethereum and all these other currencies that we know about. Um, but the, there's really cool aspects about blockchain that are very attractive when building in the space. And that's one of them, like you said, is that it's this immutable ledger, right? So you cannot change it. Once it's written onto the blockchain, it cannot be changed. Mm. Um, another one that it's public. Right? So there's this little guy in spectacles behind closed doors <laughs> writing down transactions. But in the blockchain world, I can pull up my computer and look at it right on the Internet. It's completely public. So a very different model here. I love that. I love that. OK, so now you're saying how is it that it's possible that we can't make a mistake, you know, and I understand, you know, people talk about the connectivity of it. They talk about, hey, if you're going to put a smart contract on the blockchain now, everybody sees it. Can you explain that to me? Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about like, you know, how it can't be changed, how, how it's actually immutable first. So as you're producing these blocks, every block that comes next depends on all the information preceding it. Mm. So if I want to make block six, that unique identifier for block six depends on all of the data in block five and all the data in block four. So then if I'm a hacker and I want to be malicious and I want to say, okay, this transaction happened in block four, I'm going to reverse it so that I get more money and I go and try and change it, that would change everything after it. So the whole, the whole world would look back and be like, wait, that person's completely wrong because this is all different now, mm -hmm. right? So it just doesn't work like that, right? Because of that dependency in this chain of blocks. Oh, I like it. It's kind of like um, someone explained it to me once as almost like a stadium and everybody in the stadium has eyes on this blockchain. And so it's like as soon as it breaks, everyone's like necks just whip and they're like, nope, broken, can't do it. Nope, broken, can't do it. And everybody's screaming as opposed to that little guy with the spectacles who was sitting there just writing notes and like only he noticed if a mistake was made. Right. Exactly. Um, that's yeah. Exactly right. I love that analogy. Yeah. And that's the power, like, right. It's completely run by a by a network of people so there's no longer this one dude that's determining what the truth is right mm -hmm. if someone wants to go and be malicious all the ten thousand other people will say like hey don't listen to that guy we're all on this other page yeah and to become yeah. very clear what the truth is i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so now we've got an understanding of the blockchain. Why is it so important? Like, can you tell us some of the use cases that you're seeing pop up with blockchain and why this is going to be such a big part of this Web3 that everybody keeps talking about? Absolutely, yeah. So if we go back to those fundamental properties of the blockchain, right, it's this decentralized storage unit. It's public. You can't change it. 
All of these things are really important when thinking about the potential use cases this technology can have. So I think my first, I would like to share like my first aha moment when it came to blockchain mm-hmm. and, three, and really what like opened my eyes. And I think what happens is that you learn about this technology and then you see how it can be applied to improve things in your everyday life. And so I'd like to share like how that experience happened for me. And it was actually recently. So Ooh. vaccinations. Um, oh. Yeah. So basically, we spent this entire the past like two years pouring so much money, pouring so much resources, creating one of the most innovative vaccinations that exist, one of the most technologically sound vaccinations that that is in existence today. Mm-hmm. And then we use the most archaic system to keep track of it. A piece of paper. Oh my gosh, this is the best example ever. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and so it was really an aha moment. So I was like, whoa, we spent all this time and technology and money and all these scientists researching this vaccination. And it was amazing breakthrough in technology. And then we're like, cool, let's track it with a piece of paper. Literally an index card. Yeah, it's like an index card. And everybody loses it. And it's like, what the hell? Like now all of a sudden, like if I get my first dose in New York City where I'm from and then my second dose in San Francisco where I live today, the only thing communicating that is this piece of paper that I'm <laughs> responsible for. It's, it's absolutely insane to me. So I was like, whoa, hold up. This is a perfect use case for the blockchain. Yeah. Period. Like all of a sudden we have this reason for the entire world to be on the same page and for that to be hyper protected and for every user to have a unique identity in that system. Right. And this is like the quintessential use case for a blockchain is this. Oh my gosh. Okay. I could talk about this all day long because it's really funny to me. And I feel like I don't know. If anybody on this podcast who listens will remember this, but this is going to totally show my age. When I was in grade school, we used to have the Dewey Decimal the Dewey Decimal Library System. So if you wanted to take out a book, you would go to the library and you would write on an index card like 4.320 and that's how you would find a book. And then all of a sudden the internet came along and it blew that out of the water because there were just so many better ways to do it. We now had, you could scan a book, you could RFID a book. Like this is the perfect example of like, why did we just go backwards? And why are we not doing these vaccinations on the blockchain? Because it's just better. (laughs) It's better, yeah. And I honestly think that a lot of the applications that are going to spin off of Web3 and that are going to come about are going to be because it's just better, right? Mm-hmm. Like, people are like, oh, I don't get it. I don't see the use case. I don't see it's applicable. But then you're like, wait, how can we improve this user experience by 10x? Maybe we can put it on the blockchain. And I think this, this example is a perfect one. This is a great example. And, you know, I, I want to have a couple more examples because I feel like I don't feel like we're selling people on this, but I want people to leave having an understanding of the use cases. And maybe you won't leave understanding exactly the technology behind blockchain, but how it can really improve our lives and how moving forward into this Web3 world, it can work. Um, so I think some of the other examples that, you know, people that has really come up right now is this idea of finance and cryptocurrencies. We will do a deeper dive into some of the bigger cryptocurrency conversations. This is just going to be a teaser so that you guys tune in for future episodes. But can you talk about how this sort of applies to money and finance and banking? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So I think here in the U.S., we're pretty we're in a pretty privileged position to have access to banks and to, quote unquote, trust our government. A lot of the initial use cases and applications for blockchain and cryptocurrencies were actually first international in countries where they don't have that same trust in their government and that Mm -hmm. system and access. So 
one concrete example here is women in Afghanistan. So traditionally, women in Afghanistan don't actually have access to bank accounts and don't have the financial freedom that some women in the United States are able to have. So what's the solution to this? Well, crypto is actually a perfect solution to this, crypto and blockchains. And the reason being is because there's no application, there's no social security number, there's no like barrier to entry to actually get financial freedom and utilize this technology. You don't have to go through a bank. You don't have to go ask permission. All You, you don't have to go ask your husband, yeah, oh, can I have some money? Like, do you guys understand how this is revolutionizing the world? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And all you need is access to the internet. That's it. And then boom. You're completely tapped into this system where things just happen faster. Things are more accessible. Things are public. Things are immutable. All of these traits that are really, really important. Yeah. Um, so that brings me to, we talked a little bit about banking. We talked, we're touching on some cryptocurrency here, but just this idea of like asset transfers and smart contracts. So what's a smart contract? It's another sort of buzzword. I, I mean, we sort of touched on it, but it, you know, can you think of some other examples where there's some good use cases? Yeah, that's a really good question. So smart contracts are this technology that's really built on Ethereum. So there's other smart, you know, smart contracts are supported on other blockchains, but we'll, use, we'll talk about Ethereum because that's kind of the mm -hmm. most common one. And basically what smart contracts allow is for you to put code onto the blockchain. So we know sort of crypto as like transactions, right? Sending money from A to B, but now smart contracts are a way to store arbitrary code. So any kind of code and applications onto the blockchain. So maybe I'll give a quick example of what yeah. that looks like. Yeah. All right. So what is an application or piece of code that you want to kind of automate that you'd want to be like public and just sort of like work without having oh oh oh, oh i know pick me pick me pick me <laughs> <Do it. laughs> um i'm an up-and-coming no 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 i'm basquiat i'm basquiat i've made all this art people have bought my art for years but every time i sell my art to a new owner i don't know that it gets sold and now i just found out that someone sold my piece of art for, and I'm talking about a real piece of art here. Let's get into NFTs later, you guys. But this piece of art for like $600 million and my family gets none of that. That sucks. Can you help me, Elon? What would I do? <laughs> Absolutely. So what we can do is basically make a smart contract representing that piece of art. So mm. if that art is digital, that smart contract can be the art. If the art is physical, which in the case of Basquiat might be physical, that contract can just represent the exchange of the art. Right now, kind of art dealing happens on paper, right? On mm -hmm. paper. What if we had a smart contract, right? So a piece of code that keeps track of all of those systems. And maybe you can even bake into that cold, that, co that cold, <laughs> that code, <laughs> a system of royalties where every time that piece of artwork gets bought and sold, the original artist gets a cut of those profits. And that's something you can implement in code. And it's no longer this honor system, trust, like, did it get sold? What's my, like, what's my ratio? It's like, it's baked into the code. It's automatic. You get paid instantly. Wow. So this idea of royalties sort of being in perpetuity as you sell something, I think this again brings us back to this point of having how this Web3 world of not having a gatekeeper, we are now the creators. We are now the owners of our art, anything that we've created. And this again, it gives me goosebumps when I think of, you know, what people of color, um, so many people who have built this country, built things around the world, but haven't been able to have ownership. And that's why I think it's really exciting. That's why 
why I'm so excited to have these conversations with you, Elon, and share it with the Money Moves audience. Most of the United States has been built on the backs of people of color, if not all of it, yeah. including cultural things like music and art and everything. And imagine we can pay back dividends to the original creators of those, right? That's the world we're going to live in. That's the world we're living in today. And now it's time to implement it and put it into action. Incredible. All right, Elon, I'm going to take us out on that high note because I'm energized, I'm inspired, and I'm so excited about what's to come with Web3. And I hope that the Money Moves audience, you guys can take this messages, do your research, learn more about what's transpiring in the technology world, and grab your seat at the table as we all create our futures. Elon, thanks again for joining us today. And please tell our audience where they can find you on social. Absolutely. So I'm 0xalon on Twitter and Halpernesta on Instagram. Money Movers, please make sure to follow Elon on all her social media handles and to keep up to date on all things crypto and Web3. Money Movers, that's all the time we have for today. Make sure to tune in Monday to Friday and subscribe to the Money Moves podcast powered by Greenwood so that you too can have the keys to financial freedom you so rightly deserve, whether it's in Web 1, 2, or 3. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast, Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how three 20-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of Bitcoin, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.